Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of 1514. As always, it's a pleasure to have you listening. We really appreciate our audience members and like to see them uh, expand and grow. So be sure to jump online, tell other people about 1514, as well as the other ministry outlets of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. If you haven't checked out our website, be sure to jump over there and you can find thousands of free resources. There's articles, book reviews, audio files, videos, lots of things to help you with all kinds of counseling issues as well as uh, for yourself, as well as for the people who you have the blessing of ministering to. Today, I'm joined by Adrian Martinez, who is living in Australia. So, Adrian, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. So, Adrian is a Biblical Counseling Coalition council member, and he, as I mentioned, serves in Australia. We're obviously connected via Zoom, doing this great interview. He currently is serving as a director of biblical counseling, uh, a director with Biblical Counseling Australia, where he oversees their local church training program, uh, and he's been involved in pastoral ministry since 1998. And he has an MABC, MDiv from the Masters University, and is currently pursuing a PhD in biblical counseling at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, he's also involved with overseas instruction and counseling uh, as the coordinator for the Oceana area. And he's married to Jen, and they have five kids. So, Adrian, welcome again. <laughs> that was quite, you're a busy man. Busy man. Thanks for taking some time to be with us. It's a blessing. So, tell, for, I mean, I told everybody a little bit about you, but that's not all that your life is involved. So, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what kind of ministries you're involved with and what those look like? Yeah. Well, um, I'm obviously American. I was born and uh, raised in Southern California, but uh, I married a, an Australian girl. She we, when I was studying back uh, back in the day, and um, uh, we married her. And back in 2008, we moved to Australia. So we've been here for a long time now. Um, I uh, I moved here uh, to Melbourne, which is the second biggest city. We have a five five and a half million people here, second biggest city in Australia, and it's uh, best best coffee in the world. <laughs> I really believe that. <laughs> uh, I just love, I love Australia and I love, I love Melbourne culture in particular. Uh, it's just a great city. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been an associate pastor, youth pastor, senior pastor, church planner. I'm always a chaplain. I always had a, a pastoral role the last 20 plus years, but biblical counseling has always kind of been a, in the forefront of my yeah. life. And uh, um, yeah, I just have a passion to bring that, develop that here in Australia. Well, that's really exciting. I know I've gotten to know you over the past few years uh, with the Biblical Counseling Coalition. It's just been exciting to see what the Lord is doing through you and, and in uh, through a lot of other people down in Australia, and it's really exciting to see um, that ministry grow. So tell us a little bit more about that and, and what what is Biblical Counseling Australia, and how has that really developed? Yeah, so, so BCA... Biblical Counseling Australia. We, we started about uh, eight, ten years ago, um, and and really, it's uh, it's a network of of churches and well, more so network of 
Bible colleges, churches, um, anybody who's interested and involved in biblical counseling here mm. in Australia um, to promote that and to develop that in our, um, in our, in our country, um, whether it be in, in church or in the Bible college setting. And, um, you know, the, the it, it's been, um, it's been a, it's a grassroots effort. It's been a slow start. Um, and I feel like it's only been in the last uh, couple of years, this, you know, right before COVID, um, <laughs> it's only in the last couple of years, things have started really picking up and, uh, Lord willing next year will, or this year now, uh, will, will, uh, you know, develop, but, um, we're basically <clears throat> a non-denominational ministry, um, and uh, there, we have connections throughout Australia, and we have um, the main heart is to encourage biblical counseling to happen, to be taught in Bible colleges or practice in the Australian church, whatever ways that we can help. And we're just developing that network and and uh, providing support for trainers and counselors. Yeah, that's really, really exciting to see that developing, and as you mentioned, just really sparking and and igniting a couple of years ago and really expanding. Um, tell us, tell us a, about, cause we've had conversations in the past about, uh, the cultural difference. Obviously Australia is, is in, in the big cities is fairly Western influence. So there's a lot of similarities and overlap in our culture, but there are some differences, especially maybe as it comes to people's openness to biblical counseling and soul care. So tell, tell our audience what it's like, maybe what are some of the specific challenges you face there in Australia as a biblical counselor? Well, you know, as, as, so like I said, I've been here for 12, 13, 14, 13 years or so. And um, yeah, I'm now a dual citizen, and I really feel like I've been adopted here. Um, and I've had to, I, I was here for a couple of years, and I thought I had figured out the Australian culture. And I was just talking to my wife um, a year, uh, a little while ago, about the fact that I realized that, you know, the, I've been here for, for so long, and I still am learning nuances and things that are different. Um, Australia is a really, a, a, it, it's, it has, it's an amalgamation of, of Europe, of America, of Asia. It's, mm. it's a kind of a European city with an Asian flair. Um, and that melting pot creates just a, a really interesting dynamic. Um, the way I've had to uh, encounter Australia is just, um, or the way I've had to develop my own biblical counseling ministry here is to really kind of change my, my basic understandings of just how people work mm. and understand that, um, you know, counseling itself, for example, we don't have the therapeutic culture. Australia, I should say, doesn't have the therapeutic culture that America does have. So I, I actually don't like um, using the word counseling at all. Uh, biblical counseling kind of has this, uh, no, what's that about? Mm. Um, I, I rather use, uh, I like using the term biblical soul care, um, going back to our Puritan roots. But using biblical soul care uh, because it, it's kind of benign. It's like, what, what does that mean? And I just yeah. say, look, just mates, just mates talking, just mates. Like, oh, you know, just friends talking. Just you're, we're just talking. It's just discipleship. And and any any Aussie will, will go, yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I could do that. Um, whereas if you start developing hierarchy roles, which it's not necessarily when we say counseling, we don't think hierarchy, but there's this idea, okay, where there's a higher to lower coming mm. in. A lot of Aussies, a lot of Australians don't like that. You know, we have, we, we don't like the tall poppy syndrome. We don't like the hierarchy that is developed. Um, really kind of, it, it, we see in a lot of American things. 
And so I've had to kind of change my thinking and my leadership and my my own counseling methodologies to kind of accept that and adopt that into into how I work. Um, so using things like biblical soul care rather than counseling, um, keeping being very casual. I think one of the things that I was taught more of a professional, you know, way of doing counseling in the States, whereas here in Australia, it's it, like I said, it's more mate. It's more, you know, let's go get a cup, you know, go get a cup of, go get a coffee and, uh, and sit down and talk. And, and that, that's kind of some of the small things have changed. Yeah. So really seeing it not, maybe not as formalized, but really informal relational counseling or just really what we, I think we genuinely have most of us at our heart that this is discipleship. It's friend on friend, it's life on life care for one another. So, uh, but maybe not the openness that we have because some, you know, like you mentioned in the States, there is a therapeutic culture and a lot of people have, um, almost even a, a, see it as a badge of honor to have a therapist and to, and they want a professional, they want an expert telling them how to live and how to think and stuff. So yeah, that I could see that being a, a bit of a difference there. So, uh, getting back to Biblical Counseling Australia, um, you mentioned that it started about eight, ten years ago. What what was the genesis of the organization? And then kind of walk us through its development a little bit, and then what what's really allowed it to catch fire in the last couple of years? Well, basically, you had we had pockets of people who were interested in doing biblical counseling, pockets of of you know conferences here and there, speakers coming out from the states. Um, we um, there we had a uh, that developing, but no 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 way no means to connect everyone, no network. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing, at the same time, you had people who well well intentioned people I'm sure, who were were taking that moniker biblical counseling and, and adding it to their ministry, even when it really wasn't biblical counseling. Mm. So a need, a need was developed to really start, you know, an organization that's going to define what is biblical counseling here in Australia. And, and it needed to be Australian specific. Um, there, there needs, there needed to be something that was um, specific to our country, to our needs, to, to speak our language here. And, and I, and I know when I say that, I always feel really self-conscious when I say stuff like that, because it's coming with an American accent. Like, uh, but, um, the guys, I don't know how uh, many of our audience members are from Australia. So for the rest of most of us in the States, you've been living there 13 years, you can call yourself an Australian. So we're not, you. <laughs> you know, I, I had a, I had a conference, I, I was doing a conference up in Brizzy. Um, sorry. That's slang for Bris- Bris- Brisbane, which is another big city here. And um, I was doing a conference there, and I had just gotten my Australian citizenship, and I was really excited, you know, talking about the counseling. And and then at the end, I said, maybe maybe now that I'm a citizen, maybe I'll start, you know, my accent will change. And I had a brother from the back come over, and 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 he had this strong Texan accent. And he said, "Brother, I've been here for forty years. You're never going to lose it." <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, that's by the by the side. Um, so, so, anyways, we there was a need for a network, really, mm-hmm. and um, I. Uh, I wasn't directly involved, but I was I was I was involved in that, um, and uh, and a few guys started that. Um, uh, 
uh, was uh, largely Carl Hood, who's the executive director of, of BCA, and a couple other guys, Kurt Peters, um, there are a few other guys involved in that, and they were great guys. Some of them are still involved. Some of them are, are doing their own thing now. But um, there was still this desire to develop this network. Mm -hmm. And so that started, and they we would have um, guys coming from CCF um, uh, every other year for, for, a few, for a few years. And then um, just developing that network. It's, it was, like I said earlier, it was, it, it's been a slow start. Mm -hmm. um, there are pockets there isn't a i mean we're not a, a huge country it's 25 million um there have been pockets of it developing um and and bca has kind of been one of the means the lord's used to kind of maintain that network that standard of BC, of biblical counseling um i think personally uh, from what i've seen in the last five years or so there's been a kind of a, a resurgence of of reformed um theology, um, a desire to kind of come and go back to that within the church. And as part of that, there's been a, a, a kind of an awakening to, you know, essentially biblical counseling, biblical soul care, um, and more interest has, has been developed in that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, like I said, I've been seeing pockets of you know, individuals who some of them have just on their own studied and connected to the states. Some of them have um, done some tertiary studies. Um, and uh, and are, are wanting to kind of develop that. And one of the things that we're most concerned about, one of the reasons the needs for BCA has been just to develop that very specific standard of what biblical counseling is, what, what it will look like here in Australia, and, and being able to, to, to identify that publicly so that um, we had, uh, so that others who might use that term, well, I'm doing biblical counseling, but they're really not, um, we can kind of protect that and safeguard that that understanding that, uh, of what biblical counseling really is in this country. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a really important th role. And in, in, uh, obviously, a lot of organizations in in the states have a, doc a statement on what is biblical counseling. And the BCC's confessional statement was written by thirty plus leaders in biblical counseling to do that very thing and really help people understand this is what we mean when we say biblical counseling. So yeah, that's absolutely necessary. And and uh, from some of our previous conversations and talking to Wayne Vanderweer and others, just learning about the the growing relational dynamics there in Australia, that people are really seeing the the need and the opportunity of working together and what that can mean. And like you said, a stat, taking those pockets and connecting them into a network. And it's just been encouraging to see that happen. Um, your role, one of, your role overseeing their soul care certificate program and local church training. Tell us a little bit about that and what, how, how you guys are accomplishing that. Cause I'm really, I think that's a really cool way of expanding the ministry in a very, down-to-earth, localized, like you said before, grassroots kind of way? Yeah. Well, we're – so so our focus has been – BCA's focus has been really fo uh, in the tertiary-level uh, Bible colleges for most of its existence. And um, my passion um, has always been – I've been on the board for a little while now, and, and um, there's been a, a need that we've seen, we've identified within the local churches. You know, great to – get this into the Bible colleges, mm -hmm. but the local churches, the, the, you know, the, the 
local practitioners of biblical counseling really need to be taught and developed and, and mentored. And uh, that need has been identified for a while. And um, I've been working for the last um, 10 years, uh, five years or so with with uh, OIC, Overseas Instruction Counseling, doing this training, this church-based training in the local churches in a few cities here in Australia. And um, that's been a real passion of mine. And uh, just talking to the board, we, we agreed this is a this is a great a great merge to develop this church-based training and and really expand BCA um, in the churches and local local churches to develop not just the the top tier guys or the higher um, the, the tertiary studies guys who go to Bible colleges and do the biblical counseling, but also you know the Bible study leaders, the elders of the church, the, the lay leaders, um, those that are the practitioners in the church to give them the equipment the to be equipped to do biblical counseling um, and understand just some of the basic fundamentals of, of biblical counseling. So um, I go in uh, about four times uh, within a year or two and not only do the training, but then also there's interaction in between to develop the mentor, to mentor the, the leaders there, to develop the kind of be the guy who answers the questions when they actually deal with, you know, the, their first real yeah. serious counseling situation. Like, what do I do here? Mm. Well, let's, let's work through that. And just being that face-to-face -face person, um, we identified the fact that you know, there's a lot of great training coming from all over the world. You can go online and, and you know, go to the States, go to the UK and get some really great training. Um, but one of the reasons BCA wanted to move in this direction to develop this, this certificate program is to not just have a Australian specific training in our churches, but also to have that relational connection mm -hmm. with each of mm -hmm. the churches. Um, as we send in a guy, right now it's myself, but Lord willing, in the future there'll be more. Mm -hmm. um, send in guys to go in, train, and and kind of mentor the the those that are involved as they move on to the next level of, of biblical counseling training. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it's it's a it's interesting. No matter what you do, I mean, it is great, and there is um, plenty. There's wonderful opportunity, and it is wonderful to have access to online training for people all across the globe. We were talking before about uh, the distance learning opportunities that are available through Zoom and other stuff like that. But the closer we can get to in-person and having that, that person I can sit down with, have a cup of coffee with, and talk to and say, here's my problem, what do you do with that, is so helpful. So it's exciting to see you guys doing that there. And we will pray for that to multiply. Like you said, you can't be that only person uh, for, for, for very long because there will be, as it grows, uh, that's just going to overwhelm you for sure. Are there particular things that you wanted to delve into a little bit more or aspects of the ministry you want to talk about more? One of the cultural differences with Australia and in America, America likes one big thing, whereas Australians like lots of little things. So, um, mom and pop shops here here in Melbourne are far are usually preferred to the big big chain shops. I mean, we have our chains, but um, it's a it's a different way of thinking. And so, like with ministry, one of the things that I think is really important with uh, with BCA is that um, we don't we don't set ourselves up to be the end all be all of biblical counseling and we, we don't we don't say that mm -hmm. um, I think that's really important because in our in the Australian mindset you know they, we want 
equity. We want to know, okay, well, what, what is this, you know, how, like, great, you're doing this. How does this work in our church? How does this work with our ministry, our Bible college, our, our denomination, whatever? And rather than saying, okay, this is, this is how you do it, um, I love the fact that I can come into a church or, or a group of churches and um, just give them the, give them the, the sense of, of the, basically the biblical foundations of discipleship. Um, that we learned in biblical counseling so that it can be applied to their context and have the flavor that they want to have. And um, I'm, I'm happy with that. And, you know, we, there are other ministries here. There isn't just BCA. There, there are other biblical counseling ministries here. Um, uh, and I, would, I just want to see ourselves be a support to those ministries to develop them um, rather than just being the, you know, like, some some uh, some ministries. I, again, this is maybe just a perception, an Australian perception of American ministries, kind of like this this desire to kind of be imperialistic and take over and be the biggest. <laughs> no, I don't think that. I don't think that's just. A, I don't think that's just a perception. So yeah, no, probably not. But that's the last thing that an Australian will want to see here on, on this soil. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the mistakes I made when I first got here coming, I was connected to, um, I won't say who I was connected to, I was connected to a ministry in the States and um, we were trying to be that for, yeah. for Australia and didn't go so well, you know, and, and uh, that was live and learn. Um, one of the, one of the interesting things about, uh, I mentioned earlier, the tall poppy syndrome. Um, this is, this is a this is a kind of a UK thing, um, British thing, but it's really especially in Australia, and I think this has to do with our culture, our history, being um, being a convict state. Not, you know, we, we we don't like leadership that puts itself above the rest. So it's a it's a very egalitarian system. Not, I'm not saying male female. I'm talking about just leadership. Yeah. So you have this egalitarian system, and anytime the leader tries to push themselves forward. They get cut down. That's the mm. tall poppy. Every time there's this, you know, from an American, the, the American style of leadership doesn't work here. Um, you try to lead from the front and be the strong big leader, you're just going to get cut cut down. If you're a ministry that tries to do the same thing, same thing. Um, it's just not in the psyche here. It's a, mm. We don't want to see that. Rather, being a you know a group moving together, um, and if you're leading, you're leading within the pack rather than up front. That's the mentality. That's one of the mentality differences here that you need to be really careful of when, when developing a ministry like this. Yeah. So Adrian, you mentioned that some, a lot of the curriculum that you're using was easily adapted from the stuff that you'd been doing with OIC. First, tell everybody uh, on our audience, Oceana coordinator has a specific yeah. meaning. Tell us what that is first. And then I want to ask you a couple more questions about that. Well, I, I think um, Ocean. I, I when when I was given that title, I was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> um, but look, uh, just the coordinator for for this area. I'm I'm here in Australia. I'm I'm one of the few guys uh, in OSC who who's actually like in in the country we're serving in. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm working here in Australia. I also got um, Lord willing, you know, depending on what happens with the pandemic. Um, there's a opportunity over in Fiji and, and elsewhere that I'll, I'll, I'll be exploring later this year. So I have connections in other other countries within Oceania, 
But uh, my, my primary, um, my heart, my primary goal here is to be connected to Australia and developing what's happening in Australia. But I love OIC. I love that ministry and uh, um, will be continue to support it as I work with BCA. Yeah. And for those who haven't heard more, you can find out more by listening to our previous podcast interviews with Wayne Vandeweer and Andrew Rogers, because uh, Wayne was the executive director for a long time and just recently handed that over to Andrew and they're both BCC council members. So um, <clears throat> so you were, we were talking a little bit about this, that um, the, the, the benefit, and I think, I think sometimes there is an overstated dichotomy between academia and the local church. And sometimes there's a, almost a rivalry that exists, at least here in the States and I think other places. And, and I, my personal heart and desire is that we would all be working together, recognizing that each has its own role and purpose to fulfill in the, in the serving of the body of Christ and, and ultimately for his glory. But you mentioned in Australia um, this this hesitancy and resistance to individual leaders or one person stepping up and or even organizations stepping up and saying they're they're the they're the only show in town so to speak they're the they are the primary thing there are other biblical counseling organizations and ministries in australia outside of bca how are you guys um working with them how are you operating in that in that recognizing that dynamic and wanting to not, um, just wanting to respect that and, and working within those those parameters. Yeah. Well, one of the things that um, I really appreciate about BCA um, is the fact that there's there's the support ministry. We're we're really there to support the local mm. church, to support the Bible college, to support the denomination that has us come in. Um, we're, we're not. There's no sense where it's a takeover. It's a you know, we're the brand, you know, be all, you know, we're the ones that do it all. Um, when I go in, I, my, my focus, my perspective is I'm, I'm here to teach you the biblical principles of discipleship. We call biblical counseling or biblical soul care and, and develop that um, within your leadership, within th- those that are doing it. Um, and, and then it's your responsibility as, as a pastor, as a ministry leader, as a professor to take that to your classroom, to your church, to your setting, um, and apply it um, in the way that you feel uh, before the Lord is, is appropriate and right. Um, so we're, we're, we're there to support, not there to tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because um, a lot of the perception of, of um, some ministries and, and some things that maybe come from the States. <laughs> yeah. Um, will be that, you know, it's this imperialistic, we're going to come in and tell you what to do. Well, that's, that's the last thing that um, we want to do. We're, we want to come and tell you what God tells you um, is discipleship. And yeah. most of the questions that we get asked, or, or most of the questions that we answer are those that people have been asking for a long time. How do I disciple? How do I deal with this problem? How do I deal with this? Um, and we're able to bring that home and say, well, this is, these are, this is what the Bible this is how these are parameters in which the Lord has provided for us to, to understand these things and, and a methodology for you to follow and practice in your own context. Mm-hmm. And we are, are here to support you. And I think that's so, so key to, um, to this ministry. Um, there are, like I said, there are a bunch of different biblical counseling type ministries here in Australia that are developing. And, and I'm really excited about that. Um, 
uh, you know, some of them are small group oriented. Some of them are specifically for counseling only ministries um, and Bible colleges and whatnot. Um, I think that's great. I don't think there's a one size fits all in, in this land. Uh, one of the things in Australia is the, the tall poppy syndrome. I mentioned that earlier, where, you know, when you try to be the, the, the be all, you know, the end all be all figure, um, you get chopped off. You, when you try to do that within a, within a organization or within a, within a culture, um, there's a desire to say, nah, you know, the Aussie Australians are like, I don't have anything to do with that. Um, and that's not what we are. Like yeah. I said, we're coming in with the group, with the pack to, to lead, not from the front, but to lead with and uh, show, you know, this is how it works in my life. And if this is a blessing to you, you know, you know, be blessed. No, I, I can relate to that for sure. Cause I know with the, with the biblical counseling coalition, we in, involve a lot of different people and some people don't look at us and aren't really sure exactly what we are. And, and I always tell people, listen, I'm not about the BCC. I'm about Jesus Christ. And if having, especially when you go overseas, there are uh, some cultures, some nations where having a connection to the United States is really helpful and some where it's, it's a detriment. So I just tell them, listen, if, if our organization's name or support or whatever will help your ministry grow and flourish, praise the Lord, let's work together, use our logo, name, whatever. And if it's not, if it's going to be a hindrance, then, then what can we do to support you anyway without the, the connection, the official connection? Because we really should be uh, there to support and promote Christ and his kingdom, not our own kingdoms. And sometimes our ministries can become <laughs> our, own, our own mini kingdoms. So uh, that's, that's good that you're uh, aware of that, obviously. And then obviously, if, if a a particular culture is especially sensitive to that. That's important to know. Good word. Good word for anybody who's going to be going overseas. So, Adrian, you guys, uh, in addition to the certificate of soul care, the soul care certificate, you guys are starting something new this year with BCA. Can you tell our audience about that? Yeah. So, in in connection with the the church based training that we're doing, um, we're we're basically for those who are tertiary. Um, you know, have done Bible college and have some Christian education in the background and are wanting more in-depth level of accreditation. We do have our own um, biblical counseling accreditation program that we're, we're also doing this year. So this year, there's, there's basically two levels of accreditation that we offer. One is for the more in-depth uh, in depth level of biblical counseling, uh, which has more mentorship and uh, are, it's only really for those who have done biblical counseling, or sorry, who have done some type of tertiary Bible college education and are wanting to pursue that really formal biblical counseling certification. And then there's the church-based stuff, which is um, that, which is what we talked about already, what I'm already doing in, in the churches, which is just church-based and more geared for those who are not necessarily in Bible college, but are wanting to have just more exposure to biblical counseling and discipleship ministries. Fantastic. That is really encouraging. Well, we're, we're winding down on our time in the podcast. So our last two minutes is a segment, or I save it for a segment we call Two Minute Favorites. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let me start my timer. Here we go. What is your favorite food? Smoked barbecue. Favorite gift you've ever received? Um, unexpected family holiday um, during a stressful ministry time. Mm. Favorite gift ever given? Surprise birthday party. 
Favorite word? Anthropomorphic. Least favorite word? Actuality. Favorite book of the Bible? Philippians. Favorite book outside of Scripture? The Reformed Pastor by Richard Baxter. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite sport? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Favorite sports team? Uh, the Donaher Squad, which is BJJ, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. All right. Favorite Bible verse? Romans 8.28. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, cookies and cream. Favorite candy? Cadbury Flake. Uh, if you had any superpower, <laughs> what superpower would you choose? Uh, not sleeping. Uh, if your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use? Spontaneous. Favorite animal? Gorilla. All right. Well, that is two minutes. Adrian, you came prepared for that. So well done. Well done. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.